Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. Hey, I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and this is the WCHL Podcast. And on the other end of the phone, after a couple of weeks of being gone, it seems, it's my very best friend in all the world. It is the ice ice uh, caretaker extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the uh, general manager for the University of Oklahoma hockey team, and the head pom-pom cheerleader for OU hockey. It's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, you've been away for, it seems like it's been forever, but I know it's only been like a week or two, maybe yeah, 10 two, days or so. Like, 10 days, yep, long, long enough, right? Yeah, so we're glad you've returned. We're glad that you've decided to come back to the WCHO podcast. You weren't sitting out of suspension or anything, were you? I was not. I was not. There's you, probably a few people that like me to sit out of suspension, but <laughs> so far I have dodged all those and I am good. All right, all right. Well, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're back. And Andrew, I just want to say your decision to come back, to uh to join us here in the WCHL podcast. You have chosen wise. Oh, I don't know if you could hear that. Did you hear that? I might have to blast that one up again. I could hear somebody you have chosen. Oh God, Andrew. Are, are you not familiar at all? Here we go. Let's see how let's see how I do here. I'm gonna blast it all the way up. Here we go. Oh, so yeah, yeah, here we go. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You have chosen wisely. Yeah, you've chosen wisely to come back. You, uh, I was, I was at Star Wars land while I was gone. <laughs> Andrew, this wasn't Star Wars. That's Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. It's Indiana Jones. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm kind of all in the same little realm there. Yeah. <laughs> You're an Indiana Jones guy. You're a Star Wars guy, so yeah. I, I thought of, I thought about you while I was gone. All right, so so well, I I, pre, I thought of you too while you were gone. Oh wow, well, it's getting kind of personal here. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me let me ask this. You uh, and we can just tell tell the folks um, you were not serving a suspension from the WCHL podcast. This is not supplemental right. discipline. You went away to sunny Florida for a couple of days. Yes, I did. And you were venturing around Disney World and Harry Potter Land and all those other places. Yep, yep. Having a having a grand old time. We were having a grand old time. Did you? What, what was the most exciting thing that you did? I just asked you a question, and what immediately just now came to mind? Oh, the most exciting thing I did was pull my credit card out of my wallet five hundred <laughs> times in ten days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Orlando's good at that, isn't it? Yes, it is. They have they have their ways down there. That's for sure. They 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 know how to they know how to separate cash from 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 wallets. That's for sure. That's this they do. They've got that art form down. That's for sure. All right. So you left Oklahoma with uh, what three bags, one each for you, your wife, and your daughter, and you returned to Oklahoma with how many bags? Well, we we left here with we have we had six. We left with with eight bags, nine bags. Come on. Oh, I can't make this stuff up. Did left you move? With, Oh, well, I think the airport thought we were moving in when we showed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we left with eight or nine bags, and then we uh, 
we did some masterful packing the night before we came back and we came back with eight or nine bags just a little bit heavier than when we went out that's for sure oh boy wow well that's impressive that's impressive i figured for sure you would have left with uh you know three bags each and come back with six bags each no, so. no, no, no. I think we, I think we had, I think we had six bags underneath, and then I think we each had two carry-ons. Wow, coming all right. back with us. So yeah, they we look like the Clampets walking around. That's for sure. <laughs> well, welcome back. We know that you didn't pay too much attention to any hockey uh, live, but we still uh, we we missed you in your absence. So oh boy, just know that you were missed. So, are you ready to talk some hockey, or do you do we need to just focus on uh, Star Wars and uh, all things Disney and Harry Potter? Yeah, no, nope, I'll uh, I'll let the masses out there uh, experience Disney on their own. Yeah, really. All right, there's not one thing uh, other than hide your credit cards that you would suggest to them. The uh, no, you know, I I would say be very careful when you plan to go if you're going. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. We got we we were kind of there. We were there. What Tuesday to Tuesday to Tuesday. Yeah. So the first the first full week we were there through Sunday was perfect, and then we didn't think about it. And the next, like it, it it's weird. It's like it's like a light switch. We were in the park Sunday, and it and it wasn't that bad, people wise, crowd wise, and all that stuff. And we went to bed, and we woke up Monday morning, and we went back to the park again. Monday morning, and there it looked like the people had grown exponentially. Really, and it's all yeah, it's all in the it's all in the weeks. So we started out the week after Thanksgiving, and went Tuesday to Sunday, and that was kind of their slow down week after the holiday. And then they said people come in Sunday night, and then they hit the parks that next Monday and go Monday to Sunday, and that week is one of the busiest weeks of the year. Huh. And and that Monday, I would totally agree. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. Well, I, I'm 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 I find it hard to believe, Andrew, that anybody could go to Orlando and uh, complain about the uh, the sheer number of people that are attending these parks. Wow. It's yeah. uh it's just I, I've only been to Orlando once. Never been to the parks. I was there for USA Hockey meeting, and just driving around town was a zoo. I can't mm-hmm. imagine going to these destinations. It's it's crazy. It wasn't like I said. It wasn't bad the first, you know, first five six days we were there. It wasn't bad, but that last day it was crazy. That's wow! For sure. All right. Well, it was a madhouse. A madhouse. Well, hey, you know, we had a madhouse here uh, in the Western Collegiate Hockey League with uh, some games. We had uh, you know some out of conference games that can be determined, I guess, madhouses, and then we had some. Uh, some conference games that were determined madhouses, and before we got going here, before I hit record, you uh, abruptly summed up the, uh, the the recap that we looked at. You want to do? Go ahead and do that again. The uh, what we say here: Oklahoma got their butt kicked. Missouri State got their butt kicked. Oregon got their butt kicked. Uh, what we say: Grand Canyon got their butts kicked. Good games in the mountains, and Arizona beat the tar out of Arizona State. There we go. All right, we're done here. I'm going to hit the button. We can just get out of here. We're out of here. Yeah. All right, see you later. All right, never mind, never mind. All right, well, hey, let's start here. You weren't here for the games. Uh, Indiana University of Pennsylvania came down to uh, Oklahoma to play two games against Oklahoma, sandwiched around a single game against UCO. And on Thursday night, IUP wins a, uh, a, a pretty tight, close game, one to nothing over Oklahoma with a third-period goal. Late. Yeah, kind of 
kind of mid third, mid mid midway of the third period there. Yeah, I mean it was just a zero zero affair, and then uh, yeah, about halfway through. Um, the IUP's big time score, a kid named, uh, James Morrow, who, uh, transferred to IUP after being at Slippery Rock for a couple of years. Um, he, he, he got loose and, uh, scored the lone goal of the game and takes out Oklahoma on Thursday night. Yep. And then, uh, IUP goes up to Edmond to take on, uh, UCO and just promptly gets demolished. <laughs> yes, they did. Seven to nothing is the score there as UCO just pulled out the can of whoop ass and went to yep, town. Just, just let them have it. Two, what they do? Two in the first, three in the third, and then two again in the, you know, just, just let them have it, right? Yep. Yep. And then, uh, and, and killed them on the power play, right? Two, they, they had the two out of two, six power play goals. Two of six. And then uh, IUP on their third day, their third game in three days, comes back down to the Scenic Blazers Ice Center and takes out your Oklahoma Sooners one more time uh, by a score of five to three. It was uh, five to three with an empty net goal with uh, like twenty seconds left to go in the game. Again, a, a very good back and forth affair. It was three yeah, to three going into the third, and uh, IUP just found a way once again. It's Mister Morrow who found a way to uh, get it done on. Uh, he scored, uh, had a hat trick, I guess, on, on, on Saturday. So IUP goes 2-1 and one on their Oklahoma trip. Not, not too shabby for those guys, right? Yeah, unfortunately, they're not in the Central, with the Western Collegiate Hockey League, right? They're, yep. they, pl- they play in some cheesy, I, I think they play out of the CHMA, that crappy uh, Pittsburgh League. <laughs> so they, uh, anyways, they, you know. That- <laughs> the, the words right from the commissioner's mouth, right? There you go. <laughs> of course, that, that that team from that crappy league comes down and takes two games out of three, so that can't yep. be too crappy. But uh, oh well. The uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong. IUP came down here because they had some uh, uh, flight credits, correct? That's what I'm. Yeah, I, I believe so. Right, and then uh, this was kind of the weekend that we were supposed to play UCO this past weekend, and. So we kind of moved everything around to kind of make room because we, you know, we both teams kind of talked about it. And we were like, you know, this would be stupid not to take advantage of a team coming in that we wouldn't normally get to see and get to play. So why not kind of move things around a little bit and make it happen? Yeah. And here we are. IUP had uh, bought their plane tickets to come down to Frisco because they had qualified for uh, nationals in Frisco for the second year that was going to happen in Frisco. And, of course, those uh, nationals ended up getting canceled, what, like a week or so before nationals actually occurred. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was late. Due to the coronavirus. So they had some credits that they had to take care of and use, and they flew from Pittsburgh into uh, Dallas. Or I don't know where they flew from. They flew from somewhere in Pennsylvania down to Dallas and then bust up from Dallas to Oklahoma City and uh, played three games and took two of the three. So a, uh, overall, yeah. a good good little trip not, for IUP. Yeah, not a bad little trip for those guys, right? Yeah, and they sandwich it uh, two wins around just an absolute blistering butt whooping. So uh, anyways, sets things up nicely for, uh, for the weekend coming up uh, for, for you and UCO, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Missouri State got on the road again, and they went to uh, play on the Big Pond up there in Illinois. They played the University of Illinois on that monstrous sheet of ice oh, that they have. The, the square? The, exactly. It is a square. I, You know, a, a regulation sheet is what, 200 by 85? Yep, 200 by 85. And an Olympic sheet is 200 by 100? So you have 15 yep. extra feet, seven and a half feet basically on each extra side. 
I'm convinced that that sheet up there in uh, uh, in in Illinois, and I don't know if it's in Champaign. It's got to be in Champaign. Yeah, I think it is Champaign. Champaign or Urbana. I don't know. It's the University of Illinois. Who cares? Um, I'm convinced that that thing is number one. It's I think it's shorter than 200. I think it's like 190. But it's, it's, isn't it like 175 by 150? Yeah, I thought it was 175 by like 120 or 125. But you're you're right. It's it's a square. It's it's not regulation length, but it is definitely beyond regulation width. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. If you go up there, it's it's something you got to see because it's it's actually a pretty cool little building they play in. Uh huh. It's an what is it? It's an old armory building, it's, right? They if play it in an old armory. It's an old brick armory type building, and yeah, they made the rink fit the dimensions of the building as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's it's cool. I mean, it's a cool little place to to see for sure. They have the stands that are elevated. They're right above the benches. The locker rooms are underground. They're uh, a floor below. You have to walk up the stairs to get uh, to and from your locker room. So uh, all your lockers are down in the basement, which is kind of interesting. And they're and they're super duper tiny. The lockers yes, they are. are like they're like a closet. And so uh, if you've got a real team, you have to dress like half the team in the closet and half the team uh, outside in the hallway. Um, so so here we go. I just googled it. Yeah. The rink is one ninety two by one fifteen. There you go. There you go, 192 by 115. So yeah, that's uh, there, 8 yeah. feet shorter and 35 feet wider. That's impressive. <laughs> or 30 feet wider. Oh, my gosh. Uh, quick math, quick math. That's impressive, isn't it? Well, Missouri State uh, did not play well on the big sheet. They lost both no. games 6-3 to three right. and 4-2. to two. It's almost like a trap when you walk when you go in there, right? Because those, those guys know how to play on that thing. and. It's like a it's like a trap. You get caught out in no man's land, right? It happens to everybody that goes up there. Well, that, and and I think that's what's happened here. And I think you you put it just right. Uh, they get caught in no man's land because I did watch some of the games. You know, one of one of the knocks for Illinois um, is you know they're just haphazard broadcasting. It, today yeah. it might be on YouTube. Tomorrow it might be on Facebook Live. The next day it might be just on you know your buddies. Uh, iPhone. I mean, yep. and, and they never tell you until, you know, the day of the game. In fact, I think during the second game, there were multiple streams going, one for each period, which, uh, and which is just insane. It's nutty, right? Like, yeah. get it together and, and keep everything in one spot, right? Yep. But the one thing that I did notice when I, when I was able to watch, um, when they were able to broadcast, was the... Um, uh, Missouri State uh, got caught outside the circles an awful lot up against the boards. And when yep. you're outside those circles up against the boards, you're a long way from the center you, of the ice where the goals are. That's right. You were out of the, you were out of the mix. That's if, for sure. If you just think of taking an odd angle shot on a two on a 200 by 85 sheet, imagine how odd that angle is if you're on a what's it 190? You said 192 One, by 115. Yep. Yeah. Imagine how steep and and sharp that angle is and how odd that angle is if you're uh, trying to shoot from the boards to the net. It ain't happening. That's Whereas uh, Illinois, it looked like they, they knew enough to play between the circles and not get uh, not, not you know get caught out there in no man's land between the circles yep. and the boards. Yep, those guys, they like I said, they, they play there. They, they, know, they know how to get guys out in no man's land, right, and take advantage of it. Yep, yep. I mean, and, and hey, uh, you know, we're not hockey guys, uh, so we've nope. been told. But... Um, you know, uh, Missouri State. They they played well for a little while, and then uh, they, they, you know, they. Well, how about the, the third period was not kind to Missouri State in both of those. Uh, no, 
and I think again that's a product a result of you know the the environment where they're playing. You know they're yeah. No, you, you get tuckered sheet, out. You get, yeah, you get tuckered out. Bigger sheets, so you're doing a little more skating, and you don't realize it until it reaches up and bites you in the uh, third, right? Yep, and it bit hard. So uh, Missouri State drops both games to Illinois, and uh, you know I, one thing that I I read or I heard online somewhere, I forget where it was, Missouri State has lost uh, six games, all of them on the road. Yep. So you got uh, to you got to figure that portion of it out, right? Yeah, yeah. Get get win some more games on the road and uh, I mean they're they're doing very well in the conference and in the men's division 1 rankings. But uh, yeah, if, imagine if they could win a game or two on the road. Yep, yep. Still a couple off on the road and you and you're sitting sitting pretty high and tight, right? There you so go. Yeah. And speaking of figuring things out, one the one note that I did make on this Illinois Missouri State weekend was uh, to figure out the score sheet. Yeah. Right. It's you know you look at it and and we talk a lot of stats and stuff later on in the podcast here every week and all that. And the one thing that kind of skews everything is when we have these teams that don't fill out the score sheets properly, right? And <laughs> and then put the data correctly. Yeah. It's like if you don't put power plays. <laughs> so now if you look at it, Missouri State's power play percentages are skewed, right? Yep. It's there's no shots on goal. So now, you know, Bailey Stevens, who was in net the first night, his his stats are skewed, you know, in in the wrong way. It's like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like uh, and both goalies, both goalies only played uh, uh, fifty nine minutes and fifty six seconds. They both went off the ice with four seconds left to go in the game. Oh, it's, like it's in, inside baseball, Andrew. Uh, yep. One of those two games, um, I got the score sheet and I was able to enter the uh, the numbers. Yep. The so uh, one that was done. The one that was done correctly. The Saturday game, which was done correctly. Yep. The uh, and not to toot my own horn, but you know that's kind of what we do. And yep. um, the uh, Friday score sheet was entered by uh, somebody at the University of Illinois. So eh, imagine that. Yeah, no shots, no shots on goal, um, yeah. no power play, no power play notations, um, just silliness. Yep, yep. You gotta, you gotta figure it out, right? You gotta. If we're gonna take ourselves serious, or you gotta, you gotta do it correctly, right? Well, that's kind of, kind of the way but, that, kind of the way that goes up there at. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say goes. You know, you're talking about the uh, broadcast and all that kind of kind of all goes hand in hand, right? That's exactly right. It's all about uh, in my mind. It's it's called uh, I I call it pre-production, and it's uh, it's that's probably a stupid word to use, but um, you know if you're um, if you have all your ducks in line and if you have a plan for you know stuff is going to go sideways anyways. Totally. My 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 sense is um, you want to do as much as you can beforehand to alleviate. Uh, and minimize the stuff that goes sideways. So, yep. I mean, if you just come in totally unprepared, everything goes nutty. Whereas if you kind of know what you're doing and, uh, you know, you, you have an idea as to where the games are going to be broadcast and you plan it out, you know, you, uh, it's it's not rocket science. Just give it some minimal thought beforehand, you know, um, the day before even. And if you know enough to, you know, Get the score sheet to the to the right people, and to have you know proper people taking uh, shots and whatever. Um, you know, it's not rocket science. Everybody else does it, but uh, apparently up there they can't figure it out. So yeah, it is what it is, right? It is what it is, and it's the difference between um, you know a, a legit organization and um, one that uh, one that you respect and one that you have an awful lot of uh, you know one that you have an awful lot of confidence in that they're going to get stuff done right. 
and then uh, an organization that kind of, you know, flies by the seat of their pants. Yep. So, yeah, and it's it's hard to take things serious when they do that. Yeah. That way, right? If the roles were reversed and this game was at Missouri State, you know that everything would have been top notch and oh, done yeah. done to the T. Done, done to a T. Yep. Yeah, they, they do everything 100%. great there at Missouri State, but uh, unfortunately, these games were up in uh, up in the big pond. So, yep. It is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of getting getting out of their comfort zone, men's two Oregon, who is going to move up to men's division one next year, they went to Utah for two games. And uh, remember the, earlier in the season, they went down to Grand Canyon in Arizona and they sneaked, snuck one out against Grand Canyon and then just got walloped by Arizona. Yep. Uh, this time they came down to Oregon to play, uh, I mean, they came down to Utah to play the Utes and they took a beating 3-1 to one on Friday night, 7-1 to one on yeah, that, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday night, that was full. Yeah. That was, that was a doozy right there, 7-1. to one. I previously had a, I, I had a, we had AJ Bolden on in your absence. We had some folks on, we had AJ Bolden on and we had, um, uh, Scott Strandy on. And I, I told AJ, I said, I think the over under on the spread of this goal scored should be 11. Yeah. And, uh, I was one goal away there. So yeah. Well, how about Utah on Saturday night, five goals in the second period, just to, I mean, it was close one, nothing after the first, right? Yeah. And then they just blow the doors wide open. There you go. Had a, had a little shorthanded goal. I mean, just yeah, like welcome to welcome to D one, welcome to big boy hockey, right? Exactly, welcome to big boy hockey. So uh, good for them. Now they're also going to play uh, another Western Collegiate Hockey League team later on in the season. Um, they play uh, at UNLV. So uh, get ready. You know, they've taken on uh, Grand Canyon, they've taken on Arizona, now they've taken on Utah, and those you know three teams are in the top. 15 20 25 of the acha rankings yeah now they're no. going then they're going to vegas in the top five yeah. whoops yeah that's yeah vegas they're not messing around this season so that should be pretty interesting in my yeah. opinion hopefully it's just an, an absolute demolition but we'll see we'll see <laughs> exactly um okay interesting so uh unlv so those were those were the three series that were non-conference series and actually, we had one other non-conference series, um, and I'm, I'm going to jump around here on you, Andrew, because Arizona State at Arizona was a non-conference series, yep. even though it involved um, WCHL teams, uh, because they play so many times, only the, the two games that they play at Arizona State, those count in the Western Collegiate Hockey League standings, but the, they play six more times down in Tucson, and not all of those games count. So uh, these games uh, that were just played in uh, the first weekend in December and the games in January down in Tucson between ASU and U of A, those do not count for WCHL standings. They count in the ACHA rankings, but not for WCHL purposes. The games that are played at the end of February will be the games that count for WCHL purposes, and that's at the election of the home team. So, um, but anyways, uh, U of A comes out victorious on both nights, four to one on Friday night and a one to nothing, really tight game on Saturday. Yep. So, uh, kind of, uh, kind of what, and in the, the wild thing was, boy, lots of penalties between both of these teams, huh? The, uh, yeah, kind of, it was kind of interesting, wasn't it? The, uh, very, very, uh, spirited affairs, I would call them, right? Yeah, I mean the the Friday night four to three game had uh, just tons and tons of penalties. I mean, 111 total penalty minutes between both teams. <laughs> and now, granted, I mean, what are we looking at here? There's what three game mis- four game misconducts. There are four 10 minute misconducts. So there's 80 yeah. minutes right there. And then you and then you come back on Saturday and you get a 
you get another DQ with a fight with a major for spearing and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they they got the rivalry going out in the desert, and, and, they, and they sparked it again, right? And and all of that all that DQ garbage on Saturday happened with no time left on the clock. I mean, the game was over, literally. Yep, whistle blew, and um, uh, you know that's when. The stuff kind of hit the fan, and uh, it, it was a good one to nothing game. Anthony Cusinelli scores the lone goal uh, in in the game on Saturday to uh, to to, and he scores it. You know, in the third period, it was a zero zero affair going into the third period, and Coos ends up scoring the game uh, the, the game winning goal. And Arizona State has a chance; they pull the goaltender with like two more than two minutes to go, I believe, in the game. Yep. And uh, they dominated the possession there late, uh, but they just could not solve uh, the U of A goaltender, Nolan Bilbochek. Bilbochek, yep. And when the whistle blew, they took their, you know, Clayton Lackey decides to spear a kid in the gut, and it was on. It was uh, just a little pig wrestle there, which was kind of kind of sad to see. But um, I I understand that uh, I understand that uh, Coach Green is taking care of it. We had a little talk, so um, we'll we'll see. Wouldn't wouldn't expect anything else out of him, right? Yeah, I mean he's I th- I th- I think Coach Green's a top notch guy, and uh, yeah. I know that he he doesn't like to play. Uh, I know that he likes to play between the whistles and not after the whistles, and yeah. so uh, yeah, I I I, I was uh, we 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 talked like I said, and it was uh, not not revealing anything you know too super special, other than I I have all the confidence in the world that Coach Green's going to take care of things, and that he did take care of things. So yep. Yep, wouldn't. Yep, both both good organizations wouldn't wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah, yeah, and so and that caps off a, a wild weekend down in Tucson. I mean, they announced that they're going to have a new rink down there in a couple of years. They had yeah, that's uh, their, pretty cool. I um, saw that on social media. Yeah, they had, and it's boy, it's going to be their own place, so they don't have to share it with Roadrunners anymore. Um, and then we've got uh, that was their alumni weekend, and they retired the jersey of uh, the number of Jeremy Goltz. So, I mean, what a big weekend. And it's rivalry weekend. Holy smokes. Big times down there in uh, yep. Tucson. Yep, good stuff. Good stuff. They come out with two wins, so yep. not too shabby. There you go. All right, so we have two other series uh, to get to, and they were both WCHL series. UNLV went to Grand Canyon and uh, take, took out uh, the, the Antelopes in both games, 3-2 to two on Friday night, 5-2 to two on Saturday. Anything jump out at you there, Andrew? They didn't. That wasn't too surprising. I, the kind of kind of what I was expecting, you know, V taking care of business. They're playing well, so I didn't I didn't think that this would go any other way. But then what it did. I, I think if anything, would be a little bit surprised that uh, the game was as close as it was on Friday. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know that when you can tell when Grand Canyon is uh, when they're on their their goaltender that uh, Scott Kasabowski. I think that's his name. Yeah, Scott Kasabowski. Um, the kid is he, – he plays big in big games. Well, and I, and I think, too, the thing that sticks out with Grand Canyon is if they, if they play the game and they stay out of the penalty box and all that, they can, they can compete, right? They, yep. may not, they may not win everything, but they're going to compete and stay close, right? It's, it's when they get in trouble with the penalties is yep. when they really start kind of, you know, getting, getting big deficits and all that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep, and then uh, and the other thing with Grand Canyon is they, they need to capitalize on their power play goals. They went over the weekend on the power play. Yep. And um, but uh, you know Vegas just came in and did what they got to do, business like, and uh, took yep. care of it. Yep, did what they had to do, and 
Bada bing, bada boom. See you next time, right? Yep. And then uh, the final series was uh, Colorado, Colorado State. They uh, played a home-and-home series Friday night up at uh, Epic in front of a wild, wild, wild crowd. (laughs) And then uh, Saturday down in Boulder at the Boulder Rec Center, uh, again in front of a wild, wild, wild crowd. Um, I I tell you what, Andrew, those games, uh, I can't remember if I've ever been to a uh, a CSU-CU game um, but man, uh, they, they pack the place and, but, and, yes. and, and, and the fans are spirited and they were, they had lots of chants, uh, that were, you know, profane and loud, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it created quite the atmosphere in both places. Did, did anybody bring chickens in? That's, that's the only question I got. <laughs> there, there were no chickens brought, brought to uh, the, the rink as far as I know. Uh, they did not make an appearance on either of the broadcasts, and uh, <laughs> but but the wild thing is, it's it's what happens uh, usually in this, some of these rivalry games. The um, the the visiting team plays well in the uh, in yep. the other team's barn, and on Friday night, Colorado gets out of there with a five to three victory over the Rams, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't even that close. I mean, it was. I mean, they got. I, I say that it was four to three, and they scored an empty netter. Um, Colorado did win the game, and so uh, you know I guess you can say it was a it was a tight game, but it was four to two for the most part. And Colorado State got a power play goal to tighten it up, and then they just couldn't get over the hump. And CU pulls one out in Fort Collins, and then the next day, man, it uh, uh, a two to two game after after uh, one period of play, nobody scores in the second. Both teams score in the third to yep. uh, to get it to. Um, uh, make it a three to three game, and damned if uh, Colorado State doesn't score. It was Tristan Mastis scores the game winning goal in overtime to uh, send the Rams home. Uh, and it was it was just crazy. There was a lot of delirium there on the ice there in Boulder on Saturday. So it was the, the fir- uh, it was the first time Andrew that Colorado State has beaten Colorado this season so far. Really? Yep. Yep. And it's. Dude, and it's weird that you say that because it always seems like in this series the the road team usually wins, right? Well, that's what's happened so far. They've played four games, three of them in in Fort Collins, and CU has won all three. One down in Boulder, and Colorado State won that game. Yeah, and even and even historically, going back over the past seasons, it, it always kind of seems that way on this thing, right? Yep. It's, it's yep. funny. I, I don't know any. I haven't looked up any stats, but that's just kind of what runs in my mind, and, it, and it's weird, right? But, you, you, you would think you'd play better at home, but apparently uh, maybe you're yeah, gripping the stick a little too tight. Yep, yep. Rivalry game, a lot of friends there watching and all that, just grip it a little tight. And, hey, it's but, weird, that's for sure. Yeah, but what do I know? We're not hockey. I'm not a hockey yeah, guy. Yeah, we're not hockey so, guys. I mean, what the we heck? Don't, we, don't know, we don't know how to hold a hockey stick. We don't know what you do with it when you do have it in your hand. You no. Know, it is what it is. I'd probably hold it by the blade. Yeah. guys. So, uh, hey, before before we hit a quick break, that uh, WCHL standings now here as of December fourth, uh, Missouri State is in the lead with thirty points. Um, Arizona State, or, I'm sorry, Arizona is in second place behind uh, Missouri State uh, with twenty eight points. However, Missouri State has three games in hand over U of A, so they're 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 pretty solidly in the lead. I would say for uh, yeah, they. They've just got to take care of business down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. UNLV is in third place with 25 points. Central Oklahoma is right behind them with 24 points. Utah is in fifth place with 18. Arizona State with 15. Colorado with 13. Grand Canyon with 12. 
Colorado State with seven, and Andrews, Oklahoma Sooners are in tenth place with five points. So, we're still looking for your first win of the season, at least in the conference. You know, first regulation win, I should say. You've won two games in uh, in in extra time. Yep. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. All right, Andrew, hey, let's listen to, uh, let me hit the horn button and uh, hear some letter, Kenny, and then when we get back, you have some, I know you've been gone, but you have some stats or analytics or something to wow us with? You know me very well. I always have something to wow us with. (laughs) Yes, you do. All right, let's listen to a little something and... um, and then we'll get we'll we'll get some rankings and talk Andrew stats and analytics and whatever ooh, else. Ooh. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> like, none of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like none of these dunces ever had a dinger. These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like chill out, have a chop. Peace out, have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spitter, boys. Saying hockey, let's do that hockey. All righty, Andrew. The uh, men's Division One ranking just came out yesterday on Wednesday, um, and five no one two three four five six six WCHL teams from the top twenty-five. UNLV is number four. Central Oklahoma number seven. Missouri State number ten. Arizona sixteen. Utah number twenty, and Arizona State number twenty-four. The other four teams in the WCHL, in their computer's eyes, Grand Canyon is number 30, Colorado number 32, Oklahoma 37, and Colorado State is number 38. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Six yeah. in the top 25, not bad at all. Six in the top 25, not too bad. And it looks like um, if the cutoff uh, for Nationals is the 17 mark, we'd have four of the uh, 20 teams. So 20% of the field would come from one conference. That's not too bad. Not too shabby at all, is it? Yep. Lindenwood is still number one. Minot State still number two. Iowa State still number three. Nevada, Las Vegas State at four. And Liberty's number five. All the other movement was uh, behind uh, after number five. Central Oklahoma dropped a spot. Mary, um, uh, Missouri State dropped two spots. Arizona, uh, Arizona dropped two spots. Utah dropped two spots, and Arizona State dropped four spots. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with other, not necessarily what happens in the WCHL, but the effect of games in other places. Yeah, just everybody that everything that's going on around you, right? Yeah, these games they pile on to one another. They're cumulative. So, uh, you know, you, you like in Utah's instance, they they for all, for the in the computer's eyes, they didn't even play. Because they right. played a men's two team, yeah. they didn't even play, but uh, they still dropped two spots. Not because of anything they did, but because of what other people did. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Well, there you go. So it's uh, that's December. What was this? This was came out December the eighth. We'll have one more ranking next week, and then uh, we'll we'll be ranking free until January. And January is when teams are really going to get a chance to move. Yeah, that's. When you get in January, that's when it starts getting important, right? Because you got what, basically six weeks to prove yourself and go from there. That's right. In those first couple of weeks in January, um, that's when a lot of teams have uh, the opportunity to get out and play some non-conference games, and that's when you really make your move because uh, that cross-pollination, um, you you absorb their. If you win, you absorb the teams that you beat. You absorb their wins, and um, uh, you can you know that that their strength of schedule and the rest of their season can go on to help you. It can also go on to hurt you. Yep. Depending um, on what they do. Yeah. If you play some weak sisters or if you just get totally waxed by somebody. So, uh, 
So, yeah, there we are. Okay, so the rankings are out, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, next week with the final rankings of 2021. Andrew, it's now time for your uh, the favorite part of today, my favorite part, and I, I missed it over the past couple of uh, days, the 10 days while you were gone down in Florida. It's now time for Andrew's Stats and Analytics. And today, oh, oh boy. today Andrew, the Stats and Analytics, they're brought to you by Advil Liquid Gels. Oh, boy. 200 milligrams. Oh, boy. I know. So wow us with some uh, stats and analytics, would you? All right. Well, we're going to do a quick little stats here for you because, uh, what do we got, a couple games left in this semester, so we can dive off into these a little deeper here in the next week or two. Okay. But just for a quick little side note, our goal leader is still UCO's number 19, Vitaly Mikhailov, 21 goals through 18 games. And he is in a two-way tie for second in the ACHA. Our assist leader is still UCO's number 28, Carter Aha. He has 14 assists through 13 games played. He, he hasn't played in a while, so he must be injured. Looks uh, like he's been stuck at 13 games for, what, a month now? Okay. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. Just just trying to think off the top of my head there. It's it's been a while. The uh, maybe he's too full of Thanksgiving turkey and he he could be. Yeah, <laughs> he could be. The uh, and then throwing it over to our goaltenders real quick. UNLV's number thirty-one, Zach Wixon. He is leading the charge with a nine-two-six save percentage through thirteen games played. Very very so, nice. I will and I will on that one. I will throw out a shout out to Bailey Stevens from Missouri State there because. He should still be in this hunt. He was he was like a tenth of a point or a hundredth of a point behind Mr. Wixon uh, two weeks ago when we talked about this. But since they didn't put stats in the system on Friday, <laughs> Illinois kind of skewed that number a little bit. So it dropped him down a little bit. But I, you know, just looking at it, I'm he'll be if they get stats corrected in that, I'm sure he'll be right back up there at the top of it again. So you know what I normally do because. You know, not all scorekeepers are, are are the same, and some people just don't take goals, right? And so it happens. It's rare, but it happens. There are some places that are just excellent in terms of how they how their scorekeeper uh, takes yep. things down. Uh, Oklahoma, for instance, yes. is excellent. Uh, Missouri State is excellent. Arizona is excellent. Um, and uh, Utah is excellent. But there are some others that uh, where they just – and, and I'm not just, it's not only just in the Western League, but also in the B Conference. And I see some from other places as well, men's two and men's three, and even some women's one, where they don't take down or they don't record goals. Uh, not yeah. goals, but they don't record shots on goal. Yeah, it's frustrating, right? Yeah, well, it's frustrating. So, um, uh, like, if, if even if they just put the total shots on there, I'll take that because then I'll just divide the total shots by three for the period. Yeah. That, that's easy enough, right? Yeah. But uh, if you ever run across a score sheet, and the, the, again, inside baseball, if you ever run across a score uh, score line from a WCHL game or even a B conference, an MCH game, and you see that there were 30 shots on one side and 30 shots on the other side, they did not record the shots. Yeah, they just put a number in there. No, uh, they did not. I did. Um, huh. So on that Illinois-Missouri uh, State, I'm probably going to go in there a little bit later on and uh, put in, you know, 10 shots per, per or 10 saves per period yep. for uh, each goaltender, and uh, we'll just go from there. Because yep. I figure, you know, that, that's probably pretty fair as opposed to, you know, 30 shots on games, probably kind of close to an average. Yeah, pretty close, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. 
and it's an easy round number and it's obvious i think to anybody who's looking that oh my god both teams had the same amount of shots for all yeah. three periods what hello. a coink hello Monday, yeah really? i know you i know we do a good score sheet and that's nothing that nothing that you and i have done right just uh nope it's just finding good just, people Yep, found a found a good person, and they've been there since day one of OU hockey, nineteen years now. And uh, yeah, they and same thing Missouri State, right? You just they've got a good guy and take care of him, and they keep coming back, right? Yep, yep. I, I can tell you, I always appreciate nice, clean handwriting, and um, I always appreciate putting the time that's on the clock as opposed to the reverse time, the like the time that gets announced. Yep, and uh, you know there there are if, if, for for those of us that see the score sheets, there are little things, uh, little peccadillos here and there that I always appreciate. Then you get the the people that have uh, you know it's like a fifth grade uh, a fifth grader's handwriting, yeah, um, and it's big loops and uh, yeah. the, instead of you know instead of a dot on top of the eye, it's a heart or something and. You know, uh, they they see the line and they feel the need to take up the entire box with with the person's name. So uh, that those are kind of difficult to read. And then there are the others that just seem to like they write in German, it seems, or even yes. Egyptian. Yes, yes. Uh, I, you know, I, I I get it from looking at starting lineups from and the visiting coaches filling out their uh, team roster on the score sheet, and you're looking at it like. You want to ask them, like, did you graduate first grade? Like, did you learn how to write in school, or you know, <laughs> what? What are you doing here? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you what the the team that has the the best. I mean, I I was I was like teams that print, and so Oklahoma and Arizona stand out for in that respect. But the team I think that has the best handwriting, um, and and it's the it's the team. It's not the scorekeeper. It's the team. It's Arizona State. They write really? the old fashioned way. It's nice and cursive, and it's just. It's an art form. Nice. Yeah, and so when uh, whoever it is, I think it's Coach Green who writes it, man, it just looks incredible, and you're like, dang, there's there's some old-school cursive going on right there. Well, I like it. I yeah, like it. I do, too. I do, too. All right, so is that I, it I for Andrew? you can read cursive. <laughs> you know, I have to have somebody read it to me. Come on. I have, I have, to, I have to have my college graduate kids. Uh, I, I send them a picture and I say, what does that say? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> what gibberish is this? Why, why, are, why is it just one continuous stroke of the pen here? Why aren't there, why are there any separations between the letters? What's going on? All right, any yeah. other uh, stats and analytics, Andrew? That is all I got for you this week. All right. Well, hey, that was Andrew Stats and Analytics and... That was brought to us by Blue Diamond Almonds, the smokehouse style. So, you realize all I'm doing is just picking up stuff off the counter and reading it to you. Pretending the, that they're uh, a sponsor for us. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, those blue, hey, you know what? Those Blue uh, Diamond Almonds, smokehouse, man, those are awesome. Really? Oh, yeah. They fill you up and it's got a little smoky flavor to it and uh, they're very, very filling. My doctor tells me uh, that they're great for you if you're trying to, uh, you know, lose an LB or two or 20. Well, I'll be damned. How about that? Yeah. So, all right. Hey, we've got some predictions uh, that we need to get from you, Andrew, because we only have two sets of games. It's going to be a light weekend here in the WCHL. Most everybody is off studying and taking finals, and we wish everybody who is uh, uh, going through, whether it's dead week or finals week, we wish them all the greatest of success and that they uh, pass all their classes and they retain their eligibility so they can play in the spring and we can talk about them or at least watch them play hockey in the spring. So uh, we only have two.
two series of games. Arizona State goes to UNLV, and then we have the Oklahoma teams playing one another. So, Andrew, uh, let's start out in the desert. Arizona State goes to UNLV, number 24, playing twice at the City National Arena against number four, UNLV. How do you see that series shaking out? You know, my my gut tells me this is going to be all UNLV, but... You know Arizona State plays tough, and they're and they're a decent little team. So I, you know, it could. I'm calling a split, but I would I wouldn't be surprised either if it's not a UNLV sweep either. Yeah, yeah, I got a I got a sense that um, I got a this weekend I think is going to be very telling for how the rest of the season is going to go for ASU. Yeah, um, yeah I would. You know, like we said, we had some uh, some some penalty issues down in Tucson last week, and I think Coach Green has taken some matters into uh, in the hand. And, um, you know, if they, if the kids get the message and play hockey like they can, cause they've got a great little team down there. Yeah, I mean, they do. Yeah. So, uh, if they can, then yeah, I can easily see a split, but if they decide yeah. to, uh, just kind of, you know, ignore the message and, um, you know, do their own thing and, uh, then yeah, I can easily see a UNLV uh, sweep and a big time sweep too. You know, yeah. No, big, totally. Ugly games. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So. I think you and I are on the same page there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so you're calling a split officially, though. You're yeah, just I'm calling a split. All right. There we go. So they will receive the message. Do you know who? Who? Do you know Andrew? If I asked you who it was that sang the message, um, do you know who that would be? I do not. Come on. You never heard of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five? Oh, that is not in my wheelhouse, right oh, there. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> well, here I, I, I was pretty. It's either that or Cool Mo D. Uh, here I, I'm just putting it into, and I inadvertently typed the massage. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops! Yeah, it's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. There we go. Holy smokes! Sounds sounds like it's in my wife's wheelhouse. No, 1982. How can you not know the message? Well, your wife's your your wife's a little funky, huh? Yeah, yeah. She gets into the weird stuff. She likes the sure. she likes the. That's not weird. She, that's just heavy bass. That's great stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Andrew. We, we, we'll, we're, we're venturing away. Um, <laughs> here, refocus, refocus, Chris. Um, okay, Andrew. It's uh, Oklahoma versus Central Oklahoma. First game Friday night up in Edmond at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. Second game is Saturday down at the Blazers Ice Center. Um, how do you see? And, and again, we we touched on this earlier. The visiting team always seems to play well in the other team's building. Yeah, this is this is a series a lot like Colorado, right? It is. Oklahoma always plays well up in Edmond, and UCO definitely plays well down at the Blazers Ice Center. I am, you know, with all that being said, I I think this is going to be a split this weekend. Oh, look at you! You're are you saying that because you're a homer? Are you saying that because you're the GM? No, I could I can see it. I can see it. The uh sticking to my guns. You can see it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Sticking my guns here, calling a split. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. So uh uh you know, those IUP games couldn't have been uh they they could not have been uh um well uh, I you got to throw stuff out the window when it comes to rivalry games. You know, yeah. I, I remember a couple of years when Oklahoma was the the big butt kicker of the world, and UCO was the new kid on the block. And uh, you know, we were just rolling over them. You know, eight to one, five to nothing, that sort of stuff. And then, uh, you know, they 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 bit us the very first game. Um, you know, it was a one goal game, and man, that set the rivalry on fire. With uh, yes, it did. Yeah, and so it's uh, 
you know, Oklahoma, just when, just when you think that there's no way in the world that Oklahoma can, a, a team full of blue-collar, lunch-pail-type kids, that there's no scoring, that there's no talent, that there's not talent, but there's no skill. There's no high skill, yeah. right? It's just a bunch of working dudes. The, the, those are the teams you got to worry about, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they sure enough, they find a way to win and yep. up up there in Edmond against a team that's full of flash and bang, and you know, and uh, then you get a, a team that you know the team of flash and bang. You know, they they uh, they find a way to come down to uh, Edmond, uh, come down from Edmond to the Blazers Ice Center in Oklahoma City and just steamroll the OU, even though they're at home. So it's just yep. kind of wild. All right, so you're saying a split officially? I am. I am. All right, I'm, I'm. I would think it's. I mean, that's going to be tough for Oklahoma. They're number seven central going up against what number thirty-seven Oklahoma, and we know who, we just rattled off some of the top scoring threats for central. Yes, we did. Yeah, yes, we did. I think we found out over the weekend that uh, Oklahoma has a tough time scoring. So hopefully they'll find it here in the in the uh, make a good quality competitive games for both of them. All right, so officially a split for ASU at UNLV, Andrew says, and officially a split between Oklahoma and UCO. Yep. Yeah, all right. What else, Andrew? What else? You've been gone away here for a little while, so what else do you have to uh, chitter-chatter well, about? Well, we're going we're gonna to make, uh, make you a little nervous here. We're, let's do a little over-under. Oh, no. Overrated, overrated, underrated. Do, do we need here? Hold on. Let me see. Do we have some game show music? Uh, I don't know if I have any game show music. Let's see here. Uh, you know what? What is this? No, that's not good. All right, we'll just we'll just go with that. There you go. All right, oh give us a little overrated, underrated, Andrew. All right, I got five questions for you. Overrated, underrated. That's all you can say. Suck it to me. <laughs> Screaming kids on an airplane. <laughs> overrated, underrated. <laughs> Well, okay. Help me. What does overrated mean? Um, meaning it's the, the overrated doesn't bother you. Oh. Underrated, it drives you up the wall. Drives me up the wall. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah, that. And then what? What's next? Kicking the back seat behind you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Kicking, totally. the, kicking the chair back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The uh, number two, walking ten miles a day. Overrated. Underrated. All right. Now I got to ask. Was it on purpose, or are you just is was there a plan, or were you just wandering for ten miles? Uh, just kind of wandering from point to point. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into uh, I'm not into wandering for ten miles. Um, if if I'm walking and there's a plan, there's a purpose. We're going to hit this ride. We're going to hit that ride. We're going to go from point A to point B. Um, then I'm in. But if we're just sitting there going, well, what do you want to do next? Oh, we'll walk over to this. Well, what do you want to yeah. do after this? Well, then we'll walk over to that. No, that's not for me. The, uh, 10 got, miles got, is a lot anyways. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, yes, it is. I can tell you all about it. The, uh, <laughs> and, the, uh, and Andrew, here's the best part. You got to pay for that. Yes, I did. You got yes, the pleasure of paying to walk 10 miles a day. The, uh, here's, here's a good one for you, and it's going to make you think. <laughs> Uh-oh. Delayed flights. Overrated or underrated? Well, it depends. I think where your where your delay is. Um, if you're, uh, and it depends the time of day when the delay is. Um, the The delays are worst at night because you're always threatened with the uh, with the looming just flat out cancellation, and then you're stuck in some remote place overnight. 
and so that stinks. Um, but I think a lot of it depends if you're if you're stuck in you know Chicago O'Hare or if you're stuck in uh, you know Denver for a little while. That's that's not so bad. If you're stuck in let's say uh, Cincinnati or uh, you know some other you know place that that can be kind of taxing on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I am saying underrated on this one. We got we got <laughs> we were saved by a delayed flight this coming back. So really underrated they are. Let me ask this: where where was the delay? Uh, Houston hobby. The, well, there you go. Older airport, right? Yep. In a yep. in a uh, in a very kind of a miserable town. Um. Yeah, that would be that would get on my nerves. That would be underrated. Yep, yep, it, it saved our bacon though. That's for sure. The uh, so so my next question for you is. Yep. I got to I got to <laughs> tell you this, Andrew. And there were year, years and years and years ago, um, we got stuck. Um, we were. I had a team that flew up to uh, Salt Lake City to go play Weber State, <laughs> and our flight out of Salt Lake City, we we won both games um, against Weber State, and we were flying back. And um, our flight got canceled uh, by Delta. And um, so they, you know, we had 20, 25 of us. And um, uh, Delta it couldn't accommodate all 25 of us on the next couple of flights to Oklahoma City. But they, accommod- they were able to get four. They split us into three groups. They got four onto the next flight from Salt Lake to Oklahoma City. And this is on a Sunday, right? People have to get back to work and that kind of stuff. Um, so they got four of us from uh, Salt Lake to Oklahoma City direct. They got the next 10 from Salt Lake City to Oklahoma City, but they had to go through Atlanta, which imagine that. Oh. The flying, yeah. yeah. And then the other 10 um, had to stay overnight in Salt Lake City, and they were going to be on the first flight out a direct flight from Salt Lake City to Oklahoma City. Well, our head coach at the time was took took one of the four spots and took an injured player back and two others on uh, the, the 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 first flight. Our assistant coach uh, at the time took the uh, the long flight from like Salt Lake to Atlanta to Oklahoma City, but he got home, and I was the poor bastard stuck with the other ten <laughs> that had to stay the night in Salt Lake. So we get up. Number one, it was a fun time. That was the night the uh, Chicago White Sox won the World Series, and I had two kids on the team from Chicago, and I just remember them running up and down the hallway just celebrating. They were having a great time. Jake Crum and Mark Tilka. Um, probably a long, long time since I've said other one of those names. Yeah. Long story short, we get up in the morning. We go to the airport. Our morning flight is canceled. They said, oh, come back tomorrow morning. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's no, not going to no, work. No, no. I've, yeah. I'm already missing a day of work. Uh, it's Monday. I've got to get to work, and these kids need to get back to school. So they reroute us, and we find our way to. It's not the. It's like northern Kentucky. It's the. It's literally on the on the other side of the river from Cincinnati. But they flew us there because that was the only way they can get us to Oklahoma City. And but we had to wait like eight hours in Cincinnati, and that was the most fun time because. Some of the guys got a dollar bill and some dental floss, <laughs> and they started playing the dollar bill game, right, where they put it out in the hallway, and you yep. know, someone reaches over to pick it up, and then they pull they it. Drink it back. <laughs> we, we, they, they did that in Salt Lake, 
<laughs> and they did that in Cincinnati. And in both places, the airport police came to us <laughs> and told us to quit because we had, we honest to God, we had everybody at our gate and everybody at the gate across <laughs> from us and everybody at the gates next to us would watch when the person would put the dollar bill out. And so when some poor sucker would come by, you know, walking by to get the dollar bill, it wasn't just the hockey team that was laughing. It was like the entire crowd of, you know, 200 people waiting for, yeah. waiting for their flight. And so one of them complained in both places. Someone complained to both places. We had the uh, airport police come to us in both times. And uh, they threatened to take away our dental floss, which I could not believe. I was like, you're, you're kidding me. You're going to take the dental floss from a kid. We're just having fun. Oh, that's Trying to kill stuff, some time. But we finally got back at like 11 o'clock at night on Monday night. You know, that was the, wor the world's worst trip. So, uh, again, it depends on where you get stuck. Yep. Yep. Uh, what you're doing. Why you're there. Right? All right. I, I'm sorry I interrupted. You were going no, on with no. your next over-under. Nope. Next over-under. Teams playing games on finals week. Overrated, underrated. I think that's, uh, I, me personally, I'd prefer that they not do that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, it's kids. I, I think kids these days have enough on their plate with uh, yep. hockey and school and just trying to have a social life. And, so, you know, there's a lot of people that work. And so uh, trying to fit games in on finals week is I, I, I would discourage it if, if, if at all possible. The uh, last question for you. Yep. And that was your one and only hockey token question of the over <laughs> and under. Okay. My last one is the in-laws staying at your house for more than six hours. <laughs> oh, well, Andrew, um, uh, Carefully, I, yeah. Carefully answer this. No, my in-laws aren't here, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, and and the boss is the boss is not uh, paying attention to me, so I would say that is grossly over, uh, grossly underrated. <laughs> yes. Uh, Holy smokes. Uh, no, I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm. This is just me. I'm married to a to a beautiful woman from uh, from Latin America, and uh, when she told me that her mom was coming up to uh for vacation i was like oh cool you know a, a week or so that uh -huh. that week turned into like three months <laughs> and that was that was my very first exposure and since then the vacations or the visits the, they're not measured in days or hours or even weeks months. they're measured in months and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. And yeah, grossly, grossly, grossly underrated. There you go. There you go. Well, that's, that's all I got for you. Sounds like there's a story there from your end we have to get to, huh? <laughs> no story on my end. All right. Hey, let's, uh, let's, let's <laughs> try to finish up here in a little bit of hockey. The official announcement came out from Men's Division One that uh, the University of Mary, the defending national champion for Men's Division Two, that they have been approved to move up to Men's One. However, they're moving up to men's one, not this year, not next year, but the year after. So it'll be the 23-24 season before Mary, the University of Mary, the Marauders, move up. So that'll, be, that'll be good for them. That'll be good for them. And I think I might know of a conference where they might be landing. Mm -hmm. So, oh. yeah, we can't officially announce anything just yet. But it that conference might begin with a B. 
So um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, hey, the Winter University Games, the Winter World University Games, um, the ACHA normally sends a team that represents Team USA, both on the women's side and the men's side. Uh, USA Hockey, d- due to the pandemic, they declined to send a team uh, this year, and uh, they were going to be held in Lucerne, Switzerland. The games Ooh. were... And they were they were already delayed. They were supposed to happen in 2021, and they got pushed back because of the pandemic. So um, they they were pushed back to January. Uh, no, to De- I'm sorry, to December of uh, this year. They're supposed to be happening like in you know three or four days, and they were they've been canceled. So the 2022 Winter World University Games in Switzerland have been canceled. The next games are going to happen in January of 2023, and they'll be in Lake Placid, New York. And the ACHA will, I'm told, once again, be sending a men's team and a women's team. So there was... Oh, boy. I know. So kind of put that on your calendar, especially if you're an elite player at the men's Division One level or at the women's Division One level. Put that on your... Uh, Put that on your calendar, and if you're interested in going, I, I would strongly suggest getting in touch with a commissioner that might have a podcast, so we can get your name in the mix. I would. Uh, I I seriously think that the uh, podcast needs to go and cover USA hockey at Lake Placid. You know, we could probably make that happen. I, I you know what I think that is a very very good idea. Yeah, I think that's a good idea too, especially if we can get it on USA Hockey's dime. That'd that's be right. awesome. That'd be that's awesome. right. I mean, who else would you rather have cover the uh, ACHA than us two? Right? <laughs> than two non-hockey guys. Yeah, two non-hockey guys. <laughs> two non-hockey guys that don't know what anything. Wrong? <laughs> Send us up to the Adirondacks, and yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, what's going on? I mean, we're not going to end up jumping off the end of the the ski slalom, and <laughs> we might. You know, <laughs> we might. We, we might. I mean, I've, I've, I understand. You know, I, I meant I mean, we mentioned this last time about maybe going off the ski jump or trying to go down yep. the luge. Yep. I wouldn't. It's been done before. I would not need much, uh, much liquid courage to do that. Just kind of dare <laughs> me, and I'm, I'm there. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Andrew, I, I did want to mention two other things um, before we get to the big thing, which is Christmas. Um, first, I, I we normally we talk about stupid stuff that we've seen or haven't seen recently. Yeah. Uh, I finished uh, a series on Hulu. It's called Only Murders in the Building with yep. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And, you know, the first episode or two didn't really grab me, but I, I, I pushed through it because my dear sweet wife wanted to watch it. And uh, it's only eight episodes long, but it was it turned out to be okay. Steve Martin was the highlight of that, uh, of the, uh, Steve Martin was the highlight of the series. Martin Short kind of goes a little over the top being Martin Short. And Selena Gomez, God bless her. I mean, she's a cute little girl, but she talks, she's, she talks like she's clenched her lips, or like she's clenched <laughs> yep. her teeth the whole time. Yep, yep. We've, we've watched, I think we've watched, oh, we watched two episodes of it, I think. Yeah. So kind of like you are, it didn't didn't really grab us. So we haven't really kind of thought it was good, but didn't really, you know, didn't grab us enough that we really kept on going with it. Right? It gets much, 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 much better. Trust me. After I, the first two episodes, it gets much, much better. I just thought I, I follow uh, I follow Steve Martin on Twitter, and I just saw him. It's funny you mentioned that on the sheet tonight because I just saw the other day that him and Martin Short. And Selena Gomez, they posted a picture together. They were back filming, what is it, season three, season four? Season two. Is it season two? Yeah. 
So I, he just posted a picture with the those three on set and said, "Hey, we're here. We're here filming again." So yeah, he's he yeah. he is so funny, and it's not it's it's smart funny, right? He's yes. he's he's cerebral and. Um, he's the writing on that, on that show is pretty good. You know, Martin short is just, uh, you know, they have another, they have a, uh, 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 a thing on Netflix where it's just the two of them up on stage, Steve Martin and Martin short, and they tell stories about one another and they make fun of one another. And that's great. But in this, uh, only murders in the building, you know, Martin short can be guilty of overacting yeah, and being a little too much Martin short. So, uh, but anyways, hey, it was it was good, and so I would give it a thumbs up. So uh, there was one other thing that I did watch, and I don't know that I brought it up. Um, someone tipped me off that I needed to watch this, and it was called. Have we talked about this Reservation Dogs on on FX? That's also on Hulu. So I actually, and I, we may have talked about it because I I had the uh, lead actress and the lead actor of that series in the rink the other day. Did you really? Yeah, they yeah, were because uh, you had talked about it or not. They were, uh, that, that show was awesome. That show was awesome. 10 episodes, uh, 30 minute, uh, episodes each reservation dogs. It's, uh, it's about four kids who are living in uh, rural Oklahoma on an Indian reservation. And it's, you know, it doesn't look like it's, you know, it's not like you see it in the movies where everyone's out there in flatlands and a teepee. It's just Indian land that has regular houses on it and Indian clinics and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's some really good stuff there. So, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. I don't know if I told you that or not that we, have, we had, they were down here. The, uh, the basketball team invited them out to a, to a game and, yep. uh, they're all from, they're all from Northern Canada there. So they saw that there was a hockey rink close. So they stopped in and did a little skating and nice. They came in and bought like seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of merchandise out of my pro shop from me. Hey, look and at you! Just got to making small talk and like I do with everybody, and got to talking to the three of them. And they they finally said what they were here for because I kind of asked them like, "Hey, hadn't no hadn't seen you guys? Like, are you guys new to town? What's up?" And they kind of told me what was going on and kind of got pride some more and got some more information out of them. And they that's what they were doing they're here filming reservation dogs very nice very nice that was uh so that would be the guy that played bear and the guy that plays cheese and the girl that plays um i think it's willie is uh yep. is her name yeah very good very good yeah, yeah so, how about that well good for you that's um that's that's i, I had no clue brush with greatness at the blazers yeah, ice center yeah, how about that you never know who you're gonna run into yeah geez who is let me see who willie oh willie jack is her name is her is her is her uh, willie, character jack, yeah, name. willie yeah. willie jack cheese and bear paul paulina alexis is her name that's the that's the one that bought all the stuff from me and then serious and then bear and i'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce his name <laughs> deferro wunatai yeah holy. yeah yeah yeah, very good. In the uh, anyways, hey, if you if you have some time, and especially after finals, check out Reservation Dogs. It's pretty funny. A lot of cussing, um, and especially from Willie Jack. Uh, but uh, it's it's pretty funny. It's hilarious. And yeah, uh, good stuff. I we always I always try to pump uh, one of our favorite artists, one of my favorite artists, and a good friend of, uh, of mine, and a good friend of the podcast. His name is Chris Catalyst. He plays. Uh, you might play in a little band that you may hear every now and then. Um, but, uh, he's put out a little Christmas album. It's called stay another Christmas every day. And it's just four songs. It's available on Bandcamp. And the nice thing is the price is right. It's free. 
So um, he's got four songs on there. And again, you can find it at chriscatalyst.bandcamp.com. And yeah, he's got two songs where he plays Stay Another Day and Happy Together, uh, the Beatles song. And then uh, there are two songs with a band of his uh, called Eureka Machines, where it's I Wish It Would Be Christmas Every Day in Wonderful World. And uh, the Eureka Machines is kind of a punky little, uh, you know, loud guitars and raunchy stuff. And, and not raunchy stuff, but just loud guitars, let's say. Crunchy, crunchy, crunchy guitars. Well, that's the way we like it. Yeah. And the, hey, like I said, it's Christmas themed and uh, it's free. So uh, Chris is nothing, a good guy. And nothing, nothing wrong with a little free 99, right? There you go. Free 99 for four Christmas songs. And they're non-traditional stuff. But, uh, you know, hey, we need a little non-traditional stuff these days. Yeah, because I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the traditional stuff is crap. So. <laughs> you're you're not into Mariah Carey singing uh, "All I Want uh, for Christmas." Uh, not a chance. Baby, please come home. Yeah, not a not a chance. All right. Well, we know that you've been celebrating Christmas now, Andrew, for about three months. Since the middle of October. Yeah, since the middle of October. Um, have you? Did you bring any Christmas stuff back from Orlando? Maybe a palm tree full of lights or something. Luckily, I did not. Luckily, I did not. I did get to stand in the middle of a fake snowstorm in the middle of Magic Kingdom. I did get to do that. In Florida. In Florida, when it was 80 degrees outside at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. I did get to do that. How do they pull that off? How do they get fake snow? Uh, so it's you, it, there's machines you buy now, and you put in uh, soap detergent. Then it <laughs> mix a little water and, and a fan, and it blows it out, and it, it, looks, like it's, it looks like it's snowing. Okay. All right. Interesting. And I did get to listen to seven or eight days worth of Disney Christmas carols. So, yeah, I am, <laughs> I, I am officially over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. That sounds like a deep personal version of hell. Yep, yep, something like that. And the ple- and you got to pay for that pleasure. That's, yep, that's, that's the, the kicker on all of it, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, Andrew, hey, I'm glad that you're back. And... Um, yeah, glad that you're back, and we missed you. We missed you. The podcast yeah. was just not the same with uh, yeah, you know, just, just not the same wet, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, it sounds like you've got a little bit of a of, of, of a you're fighting a little something there, right? Did you no, catch yes, Did you catch the Omicron or something while you're yeah, down in Florida? Uh, I, yeah, I think I brought the Omicron back with me. The uh, seasonal seasonal allergies that I've been fighting for two months now flare back up when i make it back to the great state of oklahoma so well you know yeah. how, you know how to get rid of that just skate it off skate it yep. skate it out of your system uh, maybe i maybe walked it out of my system and then i quit walking and well, there uh, you go. It, it made its way back so here i am there you are well andrew hey we're glad you're back you can follow andrew on twitter at stickford am s-t-i-c-k-f-o-r-d-a-m he's uh got it set for private because he that's where he posts a lot of all of his uh, Disney uh, ventures. Yeah. He doesn't want everybody to see it, but uh, <laughs> exactly. Be a friend him and uh, check out all of his gallivanting around uh, the country on Twitter. Um, follow the podcast at WCHL Pod. That's on Twitter. The Western Collegiate Hockey League has its own Twitter. It's Western CHL. That's W E S T E R N C H L. And then I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. I need to find a snappier name. That's kind of stupid. Um, but I'll find an, another name. Uh, but anyways, follow us all on, on Twitter and uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy evening to listen to us jibber jabber on. And, uh, 
appreciate you taking the time to uh, uh, follow and appreciate uh, the WCHL and the student athletes that comprise the uh, the ten teams in our little conference here. Yep. So they yep. they they need as much publicity and as much uh, praise that they can possibly get. That's kind of why we do this. I think, Andrew, even though we won't be playing any games, we might try to get some kids on over the break. We might harass them. Yeah, we got, we got a couple couple weeks in here to fill, right? We yeah. Get a couple kids in here and talk to them and we'll, see how they're feeling about things. We'll talk to them and you know maybe gain another listener, too. We only have 16, so... Uh, yeah, we need, to, we need to boost our numbers a little bit. Maybe we can get into the 20s somehow. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Andrew, anything else before we get the heck out of here? That, I think, is all I've got for you. I'm going to make sure I don't play Clint Eastwood for you, okay? Yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Get us out of here. Well, hey, everybody, have a great week. Have a good weekend watching a couple hockey games there. Be careful out there. Take care of each other. We'll catch you on the flip side.